0: and welcome to another edition of Forty Eight Shades of Football. Uh, I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined tonight by my colleague Paul. Good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you today? Uh, a bit tired. It's been a long week. It's been a long week. It's been a long week waiting on the K-League releasing their fixtures. Is that what is that what you mean? <laughs> They're all finally out, right? They're all finally out. Did they, this week they launched the, the the challenge fixtures or maybe not? That's what it's called anymore. But did they put them up and then back down again, or did they just put them up once? Uh, I've no idea, to be honest. Okay, I think they just went up the one time. But I do believe they were delayed by a few days due to some squabbling and niggling.
1: Clubs negotiating and yeah. bartering and... exactly.
0: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm assuming today's uh, intro music was Smart Dress Man by ZZ Top. Yep. I'm assuming that's because you were at the release of the fixtures and you were dressed very smartly.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, ACL related. ACL related. Yeah. Did you not see the uh, the pic doing the rounds on Twitter of the Brisbane Raw player who had he was number 77, right? He was. Yep. And he had his numbers taped on the back of his shirt with a uh, plaster, sticky tape. I don't know. I mean, it looked like band aids, right? But yeah, but it but it made him it made his 77 look like ZZ. Because uh, we could also
0: do they notice the ACL at all? <laughs> yeah. But we didn't. Okay, how did they... I mean, I guess we'll, we'll get to the outcome of of that game later, but pretty shocking that in Asia's premier competition that you're basically fixing your numbers on the back of your shirt with band-aids or plasters or, or tape or, or whatever it was... It was whatever it was used to to keep them on,
1: basically, you yeah? know. I think the extra weight of that certainly had an effect on their performance, right?
0: I think so, yeah. I
1: think so, yeah. Or the shame of having to do that for another six games.
0: Pretty ridiculous, right? I mean, like, the A League is not. Well, I mean, we did get some fixtures, uh, some some salary information released recently that the A League is the poor cousin of the J League and K League, but still, you think they could afford shirts with numbers on them? I mean, they're not Rangers. <laughs> After all.
1: Anyway, um, so what's on the agenda for tonight, Paul? Um, there's a bit of live football this week in the second round of uh, ACL uh, playoffs. Okay. We also had the kids were playing. Yep. The in the under 23s. 23s. They got through to... They've done to the semi-final so far. Just third, third place player from final to go now. Okay. Um, there's also some huge news that
0: rocked the world of K-League. Yep. And that is... That there may have been a name change. Uh, no, it's not John Drugook changing his name. But actually, uh, the leagues may have changed their name. Yeah. As we alluded to, the fixtures for the second division, that's called just now, uh, have been released. Uh, some the division formerly known as the K League Challenge. Yep. Um, some pretty interesting uh, games uh, coming up pretty quickly. Actually, some huge game in the first in the first uh, weekend. Um, I guess we'll also go through uh, who our winners and losers of, of the week are. Uh, just give you a little hint. Mine might involve an orange shirt with some band aids. Okay. And uh, yeah, and I guess that'll be us. Well, not quite, actually. You took a side trip, didn't you? I did. Uh, I made a, I made a trip down to the
1: the lovely suburbs of Suwon. A pilgrimage.
0: A pilgrimage. Well, not a pilgrimage. I, I, I hate the Blue Wings, okay. um, but I went down to interview a podcast favourite son or podcast listener son, but whatever they correct, especially be uh, Mister Joe, uh, and we talked all things ball related, um, not just the beautiful game, but other other ball games as well. Okay. So we will, I guess, get to a point. But we'll, we will listen to that interview as well. And Joe will shed his insight uh, on Korean changes in football and everything else. He's been here for a long, long time. Okay. okay. But first up, as we said, some big news. Um, the, the Classic and the Challenge is no more. Right. So, so does yeah. that mean the podcasting just stop <laughs> if there's no more Classic
1: and Challenge? Uh, unfortunately not. <laughs> unfortunately not, okay. So the Challenge has been changed to the K2. It has, yep. The Classic has been changed to the Everest. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, um, which is a great Indian
0: restaurant just round the corner from from Dongdaemun
1: Station. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, well, why so do like, you go to the right one, right? <laughs> yeah. Two with the same name. <laughs> one is like bad. a
0: fake one. It's like ridiculous. They actually, they, it's not uncommon in Korea to go to like, Etiwan and buy a, a, a pair of Calvin Klein underpants, right? Yeah. That were not made by Calvin. Yeah. But to actually go to a restaurant with the same name, and it's actually a fake restaurant. Well, it's, it's a real restaurant, but it's like copying the name. Yeah. Is That's pushing the limits. With I a think. better
1: location, right? Easier to find.
0: Yeah, far, but yeah. It's right on the main street, and our one's away right way down a dark alley. But anyway, um, yeah, so K1, K2.
1: K1, K2. What, what are your feelings?
0: Well, my feelings were that Classic and Challenge were ridiculous. Yeah. Because to be honest, you never really knew, um, you never really knew like which one was which, right? You know, the, I mean, you, you obviously being in Korea and knowing about the K League, you, you did. But as a casual observer, Classic and Challenge didn't really kind of let you know which team was in the top league or not. Um, so I'm happy that the ridiculous names are gone. Um, they could have been a bit more. Innovative, imaginative, maybe gone with like Premiership
1: and Championship, <laughs> <laughs> because that's so clear about which is better.
0: <laughs> but instead, they went with K one and K two. So, got to be happy enough, I guess.
1: But the K—it's the K League one, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's if K League one, K one, K two. That would roll, that rolls off the tongue, but the K League one, the K League two is a bit. Yeah. Better. I mean, as I said,
0: it's better than classic and challenge. Um, But uh, whether or not they're they're going to use the rebranding to market things better or not is probably uh, obviously resounding no.
1: And then obviously, um, third division is still the National League. Yep. The fourth division is still the K3. Yep. Yep. And the fifth division is also the K3. But the K3... It's got a slightly slight variation. Yeah,
0: so not the most amount of thought put into it, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. We have K1, K2, National, K3, actually K4, um, and then K3, something else, which is actually K5. Yeah. Um, and again, you would probably have to go back and say, why does Korea even have more than two leagues anyway? Why does he even have more than one, to be honest? (laughs) Why does he even have more than four teams? But anyway, um, so yep, so that's, now we have it, massive news. Uh, Shook the pillars of 48 Shades Tower when we heard. Means that we have to go back and take all those branded um, baseball caps that we made
1: (laughs) and ship them off to Africa.
0: (laughs) Ship them off somewhere, yeah, somewhere in the UK. Anyway, maybe the A League.
1: We're going to have our our, our uh, new slogan, make the K-League Classic again.
0: Oh, wow. Macca. It does, it does mean that, that we were running our K-Classics, which was a play on the K-Classic, or the K-League Classic, I guess now we'll need to just maybe change that name, yeah? But, okay.
1: It's a good job our podcast wasn't, like, the name of the podcast wasn't a pun on K-Classic or something, right?
0: Yep. But that, then again, whose idea was it not to make it a pun on K-Classic and K-Challenge? But... Let's move on. So, as we said, K1, K2. Um, Paul, when do you think FC Seoul will become K1 champions? Before I after they become K2 champions.
1: Uh, I think they'll be K1 champions, what, mathematically, sometime around late September? I said so, Paul. Yeah.
0: So you, you think, late September, of what year?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I predict a player that's played for FC Seoul will win the championship this year.
0: Oh yeah, that's that. so do I. Not one who's currently playing. But anyway, I guess they, before we move into the, the next section, which was talking about K2 fixtures, um, the big news, well not big news, but news that we're hearing, rumours that we're hearing is that FC Seoul are linked with ex-Celtic striker Killian Sheridan. Yep. Um, personally, I think you'd be better off seeing the guy from uh, 28 days later, but his name is Killian Murphy or something, but um,
1: or John Sheridan, or John Sheridan. 50.
0: But what do you think? Like, I mean, is that obviously we had Niall again last year who came over, didn't barely play and didn't settle. Do you think it's wise so to be even remotely exploring this kind of signing?
1: Uh, I assume he's from Southern Ireland, or Northern Ireland, yep. He's Irish anyway. Yeah, I, I assume there'll be more for him to. It'll be easier for him to settle in, in Seoul than in Gwangju.
0: Yeah, and I mean he he has
1: spent. Um, I, I assume you'll take him under your wing. And yeah, well yeah, he's Drag him down to Songman Games of the weekend. He's a good friend of uh, ex Diablo Malky so um,
0: we'll be we'll be passing on our our contact details as soon as he arrives. If he um, arrives. If he arrives. Um, it, it does mean that So would be getting shot of Kova though, right? Or Osmar.
1: Or Osmar. But Osmar just signed a new contract, so Kova so seems more right? likely to go.
0: I mean, Sheridan has spent a lot of time in other countries. I mean, he he left Scotland a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, he, he's been all over like, Bulgaria and Poland and stuff like that. So right. um, it's, not like, it's not like Niall McGinn, who's coming, you know, having played in Ireland, then, you know, Scotland... To Korea, he has travelled quite a bit, Sheridan. So maybe, yeah, maybe he'll he, he'll find it easy to to acclimatise. But as you said, it's got to be easier living in Seoul than it is living in Guangzhou.
1: And uh, have you ever seen him play for Celtic?
0: I have indeed. I've uh, physically in the in the flesh saw him play. And he's he's uh, he's he's six foot four.
1: Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can remember and say. Um, not the most prolific. So he's not. He's not the natural successor to what's his face, Henrik Larsson. Uh, no, no, he's not the natural successor
0: to Henrik Larsson's son Jordan either. Um, no, he's he, he's not. He's not going to replace Dehan's fifteen goals. I would be surprised if he did. But then again, do you think Kova's going to con- like, contribute fifteen goals?
1: No. I, hope, no, I hope Andrew's going to con- contribute fifty yeah. goals. Yeah, well that's
0: the, I mean that's it. So Sheridan could be coming in as being the guy to create maybe from the wing. He is, as I said, he is six foot four, so he's going to cause all sorts of mayhem in a in a, a defence. So and at least when he heads a ball, unlike the bookie, he won't duck down to like five foot four to to try and head it. He actually is a bit of a big lad. So okay, okay. So we did mention the K two fixtures were out.
1: Uh, did you see them Paul? Uh, I saw that they were out, and I saw people were commenting on the fact that Puchon have got nothing at home for the first two months or so. Uh, yeah, something crazy, right? Which is related to their new, st- new, st- uh, new stadium. Yep. Um, yeah. Also,
0: for for me, like the big the big one was that uh, the, the K League decided to start again with uh, Pusan Songnam. So last year, the challenge as it was, started with Songnam-Pusan at home which was the game that everyone thought would be first versus second, yep. or second versus first. Yep. This year it's uh, Pusan versus Songnam uh, down in, I guess, down in the yep. Um So yeah, that was the third of March. So my plan was to take Mrs. K uh, down to Pusan again for the weekend um, and go to the game while I was down. But heard the March in Pusan, It's a bit
1: chilly to be sitting on the beach. I know the Diablos went down to Pusan beginning of May a couple of years ago, and it was just about bearable sitting on the beach. Yeah. Absolutely freezing when we went in the sea.
0: Yeah. So, having been in the Gudok, where well, it's no, it's no, uh, it's no roof, no sides, no walls, no seats, sitting on stone floor, I'm probably going to get that one a miss.
1: Okay, I think so. so. We'll go down to Jeju on the first then. Uh,
0: okay. No, uh, I will be in the big board to watch Shameless's uh, debut.
1: As you may have seen, uh, I recently put a, an article on Kaylee United talking about the Diablos, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to go into great detail about that, that trip, that epic trip <laughs> to Jeju. But you didn't
0: remember anything? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had a word limit that I couldn't keep to <laughs> with all the, the stuff that went
0: down. That was that was the trip of trips, man. That was an amazing, epic trip. Yeah, um, long may it live in the memory of uh, history. Okay, so anyway, the first weekend, uh, the opening fixtures for the K for the K League Two. As I said, we have Pusan versus Songnam, we have Dejon versus Buchan, and Gwangju making their their K Two debut. Uh, back in, back in the mire again are at home to Anyang. How do you see those games going? <laughs> home wins. Home wins.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would, would probably agree with that. I wasn't really listening to you. <laughs> I would probably I was agree. Thinking about wins. what I'm going to ask
0: you next. <laughs> I would probably agree with home wins. Yeah. Okay. Um, on the fourth of March, ah, the fourth of March, we have Suwon versus Eland uh, and Asan versus Ansan.
1: Also home wins.
0: Yeah, got to yep, go with home wins. So you're probably looking at five home wins, I reckon. Some bumper crowds? Uh, Sue on Eland will be a big crowd. But, unfortunately, aren't they competing with Blue Wings versus Jonham? On the same day? Well, not, not the same day, right? Because I don't think... Anyway.
1: Maybe. You're um, asking me to remember something that happened two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Well, the opening... Day is Blue Wings versus Jongnam.
1: I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Scottish Premier League, the first match you look for is Celtic versus the Zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, in the old K League Classic days, you would look for Songnam versus Blue Wings. Always. And now, now you now you're in the Challenge. What was the first fixture that you were looking for? Sorry. The first, fi- what was the first fixture you were, that you were looking for? Well, I was scanning down, saying when are we playing? The,
0: Ex- first, the first question I actually was looking for was when did we first play Suwon FC? Okay. And the reason being uh, is because, I, as I mentioned, um, podcast, favourite podcast listener, uh, Joe, uh, has become a has become a Suwon FC fan. We're obviously Celtic fans and our our allegiances in Korea have never, have never crossed. Yeah. But now... He's going to be a Suwon FC fan in K2 and I'm going to be a Solnham fan in K2. So now we're going to have a little bit of rivalry on the old uh, group chats and, and in the old uh, sort of Celtic Celtic group. OK, so when is that match taking place? Uh, that match is taking place on St.
1: Patrick's Day. OK. So Mark, for those who don't know, that's March 17th. And you talked a little bit about this in your uh, standalone interview with him? We didn't talk about
0: that game itself, but we talked a little bit about the, we talked about the K League, we talked about uh, Suwon FC, we talked about where we would see Scottish football versus Korean football, and we also talked about his his passion uh, for for following EFL um, as well. So, I guess now would be a good time to like play that interview. So we're going
1: to splice that in now. Yep. Okay, take it away.
0: So this evening I'm, I'm joined by uh, avid podcast listener uh, Joe Quinn, right, also known on Twitter as Chief in Korea Welcome Joe Thanks
2: Mark How you doing? I'm not too bad, a wee bit
0: nervous with all the millions of
2: listeners that will be hearing this
0: Ah, uh, don't worry, don't worry Joe Well, if, if we advertise it in advance, it'll probably be the lowest record ever, yeah? I, probably. So you're you're just back from Jeju. Uh, obviously, we'll maybe touch on that a little bit later on. But I understand you you had quite the trip to Jeju. Uh, you went there four times in, in in two days. something like that, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the
2: snow meant we couldn't land in Jeju, so we flew down to Circle
0: the airport, and came back. So uh, yeah, that was fun. Okay, sweet. So I mean, I guess that that's something that we're we're going to talk about is that your reason for for being in Jeju. Maybe like a little bit later on, yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. but basically, the main reason uh, for today's interview uh, is you're a, not also are you a fan of of uh, the the beautiful game, but you're also a fan of a of a different ball game as well. Um, and we, we kind of want to get your perspective on on how how what would it like to be an expat trying to watch uh, football over overseas, yeah. Cool, um, yeah. So, so I guess that kind of leads in. I mean, uh, how how long have you been in Korea? Uh, well, it's almost about fourteen years in total.
2: Um, I first came out in nineteen ninety nine, uh, but I spent about four years back home between two thousand and three and two thousand and seven. But uh, yeah, almost
0: fourteen years in total. Fourteen years. So it's been a long time then, yeah. So you've kind of you've seen a fair few changes in your time, yeah.
2: I have
0: indeed, yes. Okay, so I guess. I mean, who's your? Who's your? So you're from Scotland, right? Uh, I guess
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So who's your team back home then? Oh, cue the eyeballs! Eyeballs rolling here, but yeah,
0: I'm another Celtic fan. Celtic fan. Um, So I guess, uh, are you a key man or a son man?
2: Well, based on the Celtic links, I've got to go with key. But to be honest, I think he's failed to achieve his potential. Yeah. Um, and I've got to tip my heart to Son This season he's come on leaps and bounds I, mean, I, I didn't rate him that highly Based on Korean national team performances But uh, he's definitely adding something to that sports team and, and doing really well this season yeah. So my heart says he's uh, key For the Celtic links but in truth it's probably Son
0: Okay So in terms of the Celtic links I mean like Do you find it easy to To support Celtic Because we've kind of talked about this Me and Paul Other about him being a Wednesday fan Me obviously being a Celtic fan Like do you find it easy To to follow Celtic from Korea?
2: Um, You know these days with social media It's it's easy to keep up to date with everything And and get all the news and all that But um, You know the time difference Just makes it hard I mean well, like you, I'm an old man, uh, so I <laughs> stay up after midnight sometimes to watch Celtic. But just it has. the 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 drive to do it is, I'm afraid, it's going. It's getting less and less each year. Mm. But
0: you know you can still get all the news and everything. But I, I certainly don't watch as many games as I used to. Okay. You mentioned social media there, Joe. Actually, on my social media like profile, I'm only twenty five. Yeah. So.
2: Alright.
0: Excellent. Okay. So we mentioned in the intro there that you kind of you follow a different ball game that's not just football. Um, now I, I might get this wrong, but you follow the the AFL. Is that is that what it's called?
2: Well, I follow Australian rules football
0: Okay, Australian rules football
2: league as the AFL
0: The AFL, yeah So what was the reasoning behind following Australian rules football? Like, what was the reason, why did you start following that? Uh,
2: probably started about six, five or six years ago uh, I was going through my, it, was The peak of my modern football is rubbish phase. <laughs> you, know, was, you know, these players getting all this money And, you know, the transfer fees And, you know, it was just crazy um, And like we mentioned earlier with the Celtic thing, that the kick-off times weren't convenient, that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm just scanning about it in on the internet and I, I basically stumbled across it, and it brought back memories of the old uh, Saturday morning, Channel 4, yeah, things of you, remember them? Vaguely, uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah, I know, it was the 1980s, these guys in tight shots, sitting about each yeah. other, umpires with their lab coats and all that kind of stuff. I just started watching a few games here and there, and you know, I got quite into it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just—it it was quite a, a difference uh, compared to football. As I said, that at the time, i all modern football and rubbish, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I got into the Australian
0: rules football and especially the AFL ok so I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, Paul Paul Pogba's agent saying that 200,000 a year is not enough is uh, something that's going to make you a little bit upset then yeah I said 200,000 a month is it? a week, a week everybody's on right? Oh, a week for Pogba I
2: guess
0: Yeah, ridiculous right eh? um, so the, the, who's your team in the, in the AFL like, who do you support? Um, well I, the
2: team I support as uh, the Richmond Tigers, or the Richmond Football Club who are actually now the reigning Premiers Ok uh, but that was nowhere to be seen when I when I first chose them that was unexpected Ok,
0: so how did you choose them?
2: Well there's a funny story But this actually involving you
0: Oh, oh, oh really? There's, ok
2: <laughs> yeah, We were out, as a random Sunday afternoon in ET one and we were in Baby Guinness I think and there was this Australian guy at the next table and we, we got talking mm. And I said, you know, I'm into the, the show knows football. Do you recommend a team that I should actually get behind? And he suggested F- Fremantle Dockers, but they're based in Western Australia. And I thought, if I'm going to do it, I'd like to support a Victorian team because 10 of the 18 clubs are in Victoria. So then he suggested Richmond. And I went back after the first couple of years following them. I thought it was a bit of a joke because, you know, they hadn't won the, the yeah. flag as it's called since 1980. So I don't know if you stitching me up or not, but uh, in the end it's all worked out well. Oh,
0: excellent. So do, uh, do you find it easier to follow them or to follow Celtic?
2: Again, social media makes it easy to get all your news and, and interactions and stuff, but the easiest thing won't the time difference. You know, Melbourne is only two hours ahead. Glasgow's yeah. uh, nine hours behind at the moment, so the, the, the timing's much easier to support uh, and follow Richmond.
0: Okay, and so how do you watch them? But like you mentioned social media there, but I mean, how do you actually watch the games? Like, I mean, are they are they on? They like, they're not on Korean TV. Well, they're, they're, there's an Australian channel, but so how do you actually watch them? Like, what? Do, how do you see the games? Well, the first getting here, it was just finding uh, dodgy streams, I
2: guess you'd say. Okay. Well, as a nailed a uh, Neil McCullers to a Richmond Master, i uh, got what they call an international membership.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, so you, you come, up in, but it's what do you think? It's, it's probably probably hundred forty thousand one. Uh, they will send you, you know, uh, a membership packs usually a cap and a scarf and uh, some stickers and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but with that, you actually get what they call the the AFL Global Pass, which okay. means you can log on to the, the AFL website and you can watch every game uh, live. So I, uh, it's uh, based on that hundred forty thousand one. I can watch, you know, seventy matches a week you with know.
0: that. Okay. So that's basically. I mean, so so over the whole course of a season, how many games do you see? You said seven. How many games for for a hundred forty thousand one can you watch?
2: Well, basically, you know, the way they set up is they, they play Friday night through to Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. Uh, there's nine games a week. Okay. Only like two or three, maybe four, will ever overlap. So, if the weekend kids are away, and I was at home like, oh, myself, I could pretty much watch them back to back, back to back. Okay. Uh, twenty-two game season, then I'm into the playoffs and stuff. So, you know, I'll, I'll watch at least once a week during the season. But I, you know, there's plenty of weekends I will watch two or three games a weekend. Okay. So that
0: one hundred forty thousand one past then means that can you can watch any team, not just Richmond. Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. so I mean if you compare that to for, for example you know Korean football which we think is really cheap you know like Songnam 90,000 Suwon FC 80,000 think it is or something uh, I mean if, if you look at that that you know we think that's cheap but for only an extra 50,000 won you can watch pretty much a limited number of games right it's not sure, a limited obviously
2: you know there's been well I, I think Paul talked about as well. The, the difference is the atmosphere, don't you?
0: You're sitting watching at home as uh-huh. opposed to going to a stadium and experiencing the atmosphere. But yeah, yeah, I can watch every game for that. Okay, so so like in terms of there, you mentioned about you know going to the stadium, And experiencing the atmosphere. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Richmond just won the league this uh, time for like the first time in, in like as long as you've known. Yeah, um, as an overseas fan, how did you did you feel connected? To that win, I mean, like, was it something that that you felt part of the kind of global Richmond group or whatever? Um, yeah, I did actually. No, I say Twitter
2: and social media, and all these things that are great. things well, it can be terrible things, but it can be great. You know, it depends who you follow and you you build up interaction with them all, and you do feel it. Um I say because you can watch it live and that kind of stuff. It's not exactly the same as being at the stadium or even probably being in Australia. Mm-hmm. But uh the, the AFL is or, or is so um, marketed and that there's loads of podcasts and T V programmes and you can get swept up in it. I mean yeah. so I, I did feel it. And in fact off the day of the grand final I was uh, booked up on a a weekend away that I couldn't go out of. Wow. I, I didn't want to go out in case I drinked it, but on the day of the final, I was actually travelling to Danian, uh, and yeah. Wi-Fi permitting, I was watching the game the final on my phone, and I said it's, it's constant coverage, there's yeah. always something, and you do get immersed in it if you're part of it.
0: So I mean taking that Comparing that to the ability to watch A K-League game Do you find it Is it then easier to watch Richmond Than it would be City watch I mean you're from Sioux, so 1 So City watch like Suwon Blue Wings, Is it easier to watch Richmond Or is it easier to watch Blue Wings? not live I'm talking about in terms of Social media or TV or, or wherever for
2: me, for me I've got to say uh, Richmond Now part of that is probably a language thing For as long as I've been here My Korean is still pretty rudimentary. So, going through the the you know the Korean channels, your, your neighbour or all that kind of stuff, um, it's just a hassle. Um, but obviously, I can't expect them to be
0: better than English for me. Yeah. But, you know, it is part of what makes following the AFL and Richmond easier for me. Okay. So, uh, I mean, that kind of takes one to my next question then. So, as a foreigner, they. Like, in Korea, in, in do you feel that the K-League is I mean in terms of it 10 how accessible do you feel that the K-League is to a foreigner
2: don't get me wrong because part of it is on me I've been a casual observer and I've not really made the effort like you and other guys do to go to stadiums and you know, all that kind of thing but um, I don't feel and again this is just my own opinion that they've really made much effort to draw us in either mm-hmm. you know so um it's not hard to get to the stadium. Things are obviously cheap once you're there. But I don't feel that there's been the campaign to draw fans in. OK.
0: OK, so, I mean, thinking about the... I mean, the, you, as I said, you live in Suwon. So getting... If you, if you go, or like when you go to a Blue Wings game, then what would you say is like the kind of highlights that maybe set... Or oh, the differences between a K League game and an, S- and an SPL game. Like, what would you say? What would you say would be the biggest positives and the biggest negatives?
2: Um, think positives obviously the price. You know, you're paying maybe what twelve thousand, whatever it may be, if you don't have a season ticket. So you're talking about this, what eight quid these days. Um, you go to Celtic match or 20 tickets, twenty, twenty-five quid. It's much cheaper. Uh, you can have a sink and a stadium. Celtic, you, you never feel threatened and but you've got you know the, the police presence and all that kind of thing. Was, you know, they don't have that kind of pressure or, or whatever in, in uh, Korean games. But I don't know if you may make the, the negative would be the, the lack of atmosphere. Yeah. You know, as much as you try to get involved and whatever, yeah, there's a clear difference between the atmosphere of a game back home and in the K League.
0: Okay. Do you think that's across the board with every team, or do you think there are some teams that that, that the atmosphere is k- kind of similar, or kind of you could you could say is comparatively the same as as, as back home? I think pretty much every
2: team has has that group that try to create that atmosphere. Um, you know, and certainly. Supermatches and that kind of thing you know, 2-1 fans, Blue Wings fans especially, the Sol fans they, they do create a good atmosphere but I think f- for me and again, I, I'm, I'm a casual observer on this uh, the things like the, the size of the stadium yep. and, um, the, the people who are actually in the stadium, or the majority of the people the reasons for being there uh, the atmosphere can kind of that these guys are creating can kind of get lost
0: Okay. Do you have our best and worst fans that you've seen during your time in Korea? I see,
2: I'm from you, you, you mentioned Blue Wings. I'm not a Blue Wings fan, but I, I think their fans, from what I've seen, tend to, to be the the, the loudest, to uh, keep going the longest, that kind of thing, regarding singing and so on.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I do believe I still have a video of you singing "We Are Satila, uh In the pohang end against Blue Wings, but we may <laughs> not actually reveal that video until later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, who's your Who's your team currently? But that you said that that you're not a Blue Wings fan. So who's your team currently in the K League?
2: I I've been here for about 14 years, but I've never actually committed to a team. Which is you know you know why I've been a cash observer. For most of those 14 years, I've lived in Suwon but I really didn't want to follow the Blue Wings. You know the the, the colours, the <laughs> Sue the sort of the Samsung connections. I just didn't want to go down that road. Um, but. Very recently, I have nailed my colours to the Suwon one FC mask in the now K-League 2 that was announced today. is K-League 1 and K-League 2. It was indeed. So yeah, I will, uh, I will now claim to be a Suwon FC fan.
0: Okay. Now, this is big because this is kind of related to your Jeju trip. Like, yeah. Obviously, no no names, but your youngest son uh, has actually recently got a contract with Su-1 FC Juniors, right? That's like the youth team, yeah. The, the youth team, yeah. Um, so that's obviously kind of maybe, you know, obviously influencing you, I, I guess, there, yeah? Um, um, I, maybe at another time, you know, they will come on, uh, you know, they will we can have you back on to talk a little bit about training and the training camp itself and, you know, like, kind of, maybe some of the differences that you've seen between... Because he, he used to play for, like, an kind of affiliation of the Blue Wings, Right.
2: So say, yeah, you played for like uh, one of the their the
0: satellite teams or whatever. Yeah. So and maybe they could, yeah. yeah. so maybe they get a, a, a later date, we'll kind of get you on and, and kind of we can talk yeah. a little bit more in depth about about, about that, yeah. Um, how do you think 1 FC will do this year? Well, again I have not been following it closely
2: enough, but they the they've certainly signed plenty of players and most of them seem to have gotten a good reaction. Uh, you know, like we say, for example, the Alex Lima guy come from Houston Dynamo, yeah. uh, Alves and Alex Bruno. So, uh, signed your man from Songnam, yes. Yeah. So they seem to have signed a good team, uh, building a good squad certainly, uh, and I think are quite a few people's favourites. But at the same time, there's a, there's a new coach coming in as well. We had a few games at the end of last season, uh, but you know, it's still going to be his first season. And uh, the challenge of Key League 2 It's a very mm-hmm. competitive league So uh, you know, there's the one going up thing Makes it hard yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping they'll at least make it to the off this year okay, um,
0: if, they, if they played in the SPL uh, So that if they played in the SPL like, Where do you think they would finish? I mean obviously the, the, as, as we said that There's been a big kind of reshuffle At the team But you know, they, they say everyone you know they us say all the sidings hit the the ground running like if they were playing in the SPL what do you think like where would they they be in the league probably based on what I went a few games at the end of last season Um, I, I think most Korean teams are probably shot down again just my opinion would be in the
2: relegation zone Okay. Purely on physicality, yeah. I think mean, these guys are really skillful, but the Scottish league is it's just speed and physicality, and um, I'm just not sure how well they would cope with it.
0: Okay, okay, sweet. In your time in Korea, they would have been like the biggest changes that they seem, that you mentioned the change of the name, which is now like about the third incarnation of 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 the league names. Uh, so we went from K Classic. To um, the uh, K League One, and we went from K League Challenge to K Two, yeah. But then, what other changes have you seen in your time?
2: Obviously, we had the expansion to two leagues, the introduction of VAR, and things like that. I kind of, you know, you gave me a list of some questions you may ask before. I've kind of turned this round. I think there's not been enough changes. Okay. Um. What I mean by that, you know, they had the World Cup 2002, now as I say, I was, I was back in Scotland for 2003, 2007. It just feels to me that missed the, the boat. I don't know what happened to the boom, you know. You used to get super much crowds of, you know, 30,000, whatever it may be. But it seems that, you know, attendance are coming down, interest seems a bit waning, um, and I just think they've not been proactive enough. Uh, so, the change that they have made, Expanding to two leagues, introducing things like VAR, changing to the split system instead of the playoffs, Uh, all very well and good, but I don't think they've done enough to. To attract fans, be it Korean fans or foreign fans Okay uh, You know, reflected in tendencies
0: that, you know, you guys have been talking about on the podcast recently So you mentioned uh, the big the big talking point, or one of the biggest talking points uh, You mentioned VAR Would you, I mean, to VAR or not to VAR, I, I guess that's the question, right? Should it stay or should it go?
2: I would say it should go I mean, obviously the idea behind it that we get the right decisions is good. for what I've seen, it just doesn't seem to work well in Korea. It just takes too long. Every decision seems to be looked at. Every penalty I've seen given to go and look at it. Uh, you no know, footballer
0: finds you about debate and spontaneity, but VAR just seems to be taking that away in the Korean case. Okay, I mean, I know that we both watched the game at the same time. Uh, the the super match that finished, I think it finished uh, two each in the end. Uh, there was like uh, two penalties, one for Jonathan, one for I can't remember who the sole player was, and both of yeah. them were pretty dodgy, right? Yeah. But yeah, amazingly, even yeah. after VAR, they were still given, which is like crazy, yeah. But okay. sure I mean the red it and it's the same referee thing that goes
2: and looks at it. How often is that ref? Cause you, oh, I made, I made, the mistake there. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it needs to be an independent ref or whatever. But um, yeah, it just takes too long, I think, at the moment. Where that be tweaked? I don't know, but it doesn't seem to be working right
0: now. Okay, okay. Um, obviously, this year sees the World Cup coming up. Um, Scotland, our team, are absolutely honking. Uh, didn't make it yet again. We can blame Gordon Strachan and Obi Wan for that one. Uh, who will you support in Russia? Will it be Korea or will well, it be anyone but England?
2: I don't no, no uh, I'll be supporting no, Korea I've got to keep the family happy <laughs> uh, Recently, you know, I wasn't optimistic a few months ago but since uh, Tony and Harry and whatever have come in I think they made a the big difference to Shin and, and the team So, you know, Sweden and Mexico, we could go either way uh, Korea turn up and, You know We'll see what happens But yeah I'll,
0: I'll get me in Korea Okay Okay and then my final question um, Obviously You've got Two boys uh, They Would you want them to play for Scotland Or play for Korea
2: um, That's <laughs> a tricky one uh, <laughs> I guess You know Obviously the chance is very very slim You know Let's be honest though. Uh, I If we were together I'd say Scotland But at the same time The boys are Coming through the Korean system and, uh, they've lived in Korea pretty much well Max has lived all, all his life but the older one hasn't but yeah they, they, they are Korean in effect so uh, whatever one I'll be happy if it means that they are doing what they want to do and at the moment they both want to be football players so we'll see what happens I'll, I'll be happy in that way
0: ok excellent so thank you very much it was a pleasure talking to you uh, and yeah hopefully we'll have you back on again sometime yeah so as we mentioned there um, uh, Joe. When I talked a little bit about Keirik, and obviously Joe, you know, he's basing his opinions of Super 1 FC on Super 1 FC last season. We we don't know how they're going to do this season, having signed, you know, like a, what seems to be some, some pretty good
1: signings. So he got into Super 1 FC last season, right? Yeah, yeah. He missed he missed the classic season. Yeah. So he, he he got into them at the tail end of last season. Okay. Okay.
0: As he said, because his his uh, son now plays for for Super 1 FC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, for me, you mentioned before the interview with Joe, that like you mentioned what fixtures do we look for? Um, but I think, for me as well, uh, some fixtures that I was kind of, I wanted to highlight, I guess, uh, was that, yeah, as I said, we start away to, to, to Pusan, we're at home to Guangzhou, away to Suwon. Uh, I think that that's a pretty horrendous start for Songnam. I mean, given... How poor we started last year. Um, I don't really think Namgyal has a has has a lot of scope to kind of like try out new
1: things with, with with these players, right? So I saw a comment on Twitter recently saying that some of them are one of the favourites for the the K2, but we know for a fact that they've had their budget slash. Yep. Uh, they've got rid of some good players. Uh, is the goal on only way out?
0: Uh, nope. He's committed to another. Um, season At okay. least
1: I, I just saw they'd signed a new goalie So I was wondering if he was
0: No uh, The new manager came in Sat everyone down Told them what he thought He would like them to be Some were Told He thought he would like them to be In other clubs Yeah um, Kim Jun Sat him down And asked him Basically begged That we stay for one more season And he agreed And he agreed He agreed to stay for one more year uh, It would seem As if The same thing happened with um, what do you call him? Uh, Orsulic, as well, the big defender. Okay. Uh, he just went and joined the pre-season training camp uh, this week, so he's been on Queen. Well, he's been on Songnam TV talking about the club and talking about the fact that he he be there this this year. Um, so I think keeping those two is massive. Um, adding in the talent of either. Or Adele, I guess is Koreans call him. Uh, it'll be good to see if he's more either or Adele, the singer. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing for Songnam was keeping Kim Dong Jun and Orsulich, uh, and just the rest of the team is just going to be built around kids coming through and just
1: hoping they can kind of gel together and be a tough team to beat. So, will they make a good stab at the playoffs?
0: My personal opinion is no. Uh, I just think looking at looking at um, what Suwon have done like who Suwon have signed looking at how strong Assan finished the season last year yep. um, and just looking at the fact that Dejan can't be as, as awful again uh, nobody has any idea how Guangzhou are going to react to being relegated but just looking at it I think they might, they might just clinch their last playoffs spot but I don't think they're going to be up, you know, I don't think they're going to be leading the chase or leading the challenge from, from early on I think it, it might be something that over the course of a the season they might get enough points and fight their way into a, a kind of playoff spot but I'm not looking at it with, a, with an air of optimism to be honest Okay. So I don't think I'll be back in the way end at Sangham until next year. <laughs> There's always the cup. There's always the cup. Okay. Um, speaking of the cup, uh, as we mentioned, the ACL was back back this week. Second
1: round of playoffs. Second round of playoffs. So four matches. Three. Three matches. Three so matches. That I remember. Uh, some pretty incredible scores. Yep. Um, some, some shocks, some upsets. Yep. So we had,
0: uh, well, you mentioned earlier, uh, obviously, Brisbane Roar. Um, like so, they were playing at home this week, right?
1: Against Seros Negros, yep, of the Philippines. Indeed,
0: and they couldn't keep their numbers on their on on their shirts, which is one thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, not only that, but they they also uh, crashed out at home. So, do you think? I mean, I guess the first question that we would ask is, do you think they took it serious, or do you think they were in there thinking we're Brisbane roar at home to a Philippine team? A Filipino team We're going to win this
1: season Well they're in the middle Of their season at the moment Right Mm. So they should be Fighting fit Focused Ready to go But there's also A perception that Australians don't necessarily Take the ACL as serious As they might So I guess a bit of both
0: Okay They did open the scoring In the the 35th minute Before Finding themselves 3-1 down With 15 minutes to go Yeah And the game finished 3-2 With uh, some uh, Both like Scoring with like five minutes to go Which is a hey, huge That the Aussie team is out already uh, Other game that maybe didn't I guess went to That did go to plan um, Was Chiangra United Versus Bali United yep. With uh, Chiangra um, It went to extra time It was nothing each Full time It went to extra time And they won 2-1 uh, In extra time They went 2-0 up um, I'm going to say who scored the goals and then um, um, the bad United player pulled one back his name was Spasojevic. ok um, so Chiang Rai are through uh, out Shanghai are they ok um, we'll go to the game that affects Korea in a minute the other game was Muang Thong United versus Johor Daru Tazin
1: so there were four games.
0: There were four games, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that one finished 5-2 to Muang Thong.
1: So, Johor, Drol, whatever. Johor, Darul, Tazim They almost got in last year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But this year, a bit of a tougher challenge. Well, considering the fact that it was
0: 5-0 with 91 minutes on the clock, yeah. and they scored 92 and 95, you could imagine they were humped. <laughs> so... Someone tells me that one went to plan as well, yeah? But, the big news, the big one that didn't, was Eastern versus the Vietnamese team. Thanh Ho. Yeah. I said quickly, because then no one knows if my pronunciation is right or not. Thanh Ho. And, uh, that was an epic game. Like, uh, we were texting about that, I texted you about that game at half time, and it was like, one each at half time. Yeah. So I mean, it's not, not great for, for Eastern, but they're still... Going through, yeah, and then just that went mental. Then the Vietnamese team went two one up, and then it went uh, three one, and then it went uh, three two, and then and in the ninety six minute, uh, Da Hong, yep. got his uh, hat trick. Okay, and Eastern crashed out, um, which means that Than Hoa. Now play um, Suwon
1: uh, on Tuesday evening, and you'll be going. Um, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. So surely that'll be their one stab at glory, and from here on it'll be they'll get humped in Suwon and. Probably yeah. Dayan's been banging goals in against various university teams, right? Yeah, like, so I've been seeing this and these. Yeah, like like in the, 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 the kind of friendlies. Suwon's friendlies all like Yonsei University, Korea University, there yeah. and he, they've been winning them like six to ten nil, yeah, ish. And he's been putting in lots of goals. But, yeah. Um, but that's not really practice for
0: playing a team that to beat Eastern, right? You don't know Vietnamese teams. I mean, Vietnamese teams have been poor in the past, but we saw a couple of years ago when like um, Ben Dong. Yep, Ben Dong held uh, did well against John Book. Yeah. And then even the playoffs, like, we had, uh, I always would call them new boys of Bern, but that's not what they're code, obviously. But we, we had Hanoi TNT. Uh, who took Pohang to the second half, <laughs> but having having been destroyed by by Seoul the previous year, yeah. I mean, they, they they display they 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 put up against Pohang was unexpected, to say the least.
1: And of course, in the uh, under twenty three World uh, not Asian under twenty three Asian Cup, Vietnamese, Vietnam Vietnam have got through to the final yep. under the guidance of a Korean coach. Yeah, that's right Yeah, so um bit of bit of hope for Vietnamese football. Bit of a um, I mean,
0: yeah, it seems that I think people tend to just like, dismiss Southeastern, uh, Southeast Asian football um, but I think we sort of re- results, you know, like the Filipino team beating the Aussies like Malaysia did okay in the, in, the, in the under-23s, you know, like Vietnam have got there in the final uh, yeah, I mean, I think South Eastern, Southeast East Asian football is, is maybe going through a little bit of a uh, a kind of upsurge and maybe expectations yeah just before we, we get on to fully onto that uh, under 23s the playoff games coming up midweek which will finalise the, the group stages is Tianjin Quanjin yep I play Seras okay. the, the winner the the besters of Brisbane uh, Kashiba Russell play Muang
1: okay
0: Suwon Blue Wings play Tian Ha. And Shanghai played Jiangsu United. Do you see anything other than four home wins?
1: No. Nope. Yeah, me too.
0: So that's that. Previewed. Um, I, I can't see anything other than four home wins there.
1: I, I think the the leagues in the the first round of the playoffs and the second round of playoffs are much closer. Yeah. Than those and the, the rest of them. Yeah, I think so.
0: I think the the gap. Even though we talked about kind of how Southeast Asian football is is doing well but I think that gap is still is still too big when it comes to playing Japanese K league and Chinese League teams I think okay so that brings us on to the the under 23s um, Vietnam are in the final yep they're obviously in the final against Korea who beat their their their, um, their we always beat them underdogs of Uzbekistan Uzbeks. there's no way Uzbekistan the chokers anything. the chokers. Korea always beat them
1: um, Doesn't work at under 23 level apparently Apparently it doesn't right They got tongked did they not So it's i actually watched the, the second half of
0: the game uh, Interesting Interesting game So basically it was 1-0 to Uzbekistan um, And then John McClure The captain of the under 23 team um, Scored a fantastic header Bullet header it was a Great goal actually Um, and at that point you got the feeling that Uzbekistan were about to choke it yet again yeah Uh, you there wasn't a Chad on the pitch but you still got the feeling that yeah Uzbekistan are are about to lose it here and then there was a a a red card for Korea okay for the boys uh, second yellow card Uh, and (sighs) it was one of those ones that the ball was put through and he he kind of came sprinting into the box and he slid in Probably realizing he wasn't going to make contact with the ball, and make contact with the goalkeeper's stomach,
1: yeah.
0: And as such, was given a yellow card. Yeah. I don't think it was soft. I think it was justified because I don't really think, I don't think he actually looked at it and thought, "I'm going to slide in here and knock this past the goalkeeper." I think it was a frustrating lunge. Uh, he got the, you know, he did seem to make contact with the ball, but went right into the goalkeeper as well and I think he probably was justly sent off I'm sure other people will argue that he wasn't but I think he was probably I think if that was my goalkeeper I would be screaming for, for a sending off as well in the melee that followed in the, the handbags as there always is between Korea and, and, and Uzbekistan I don't know why they hate each other so much but anyway in the in the, the carnage that followed Igun O was given a, a yellow card Okay, he wasn't set off. He he got a yellow card. Um, at this point, you still get the feeling that Korea. I still I still felt that Uzbekistan would choke it, and the Korea would still win. Uh, it went to extra time. yeah uh, Rick Ashley, the Uzbekistani Rick Ashley, was having the game of his life down the right wing, and Uzbekistan towards the end of regulation. 90 minutes were really beginning to look that they were coming into the game. They were creating more and more chances, and you got the feeling okay, in extra time, Korea really have made a shut up shop, and yeah, they didn't last very long. Uzbekistan scored another three goals.
1: Three goals in extra time, uh, right? In
0: extra time, yeah. Um, the game finished 4 1, and Uzbekistan, gotta say, deserved winners. And it was, it was Korea choking it this time.
1: And they'll take on Vietnam, who beat Qatar on penalties in the other yep. semi, yep. while Korea get to play Qatar for the third place play- playoff. Yep. Uh, predictions for those? Uh, having seen Uzbekistan and
0: having not seen Vietnam, I'm going to go with an Uzbekistan win. And having, not, having seen Korea and not seen Qatar, I'm going to go with a Qatari win.
1: <laughs> Very professional there. Yes. <laughs> okay, so after all that, time for our winners and losers of the week. Yep. Winner. Winner of the week got to be Southeast Asian football. Okay, uh,
0: Vietnamese teams winning the ACL, Filipino teams winning the ACL. Vietnamese team through the last uh, eight, 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 the final of the under 23. Scenes of utter joy and jubilation in the streets of Hanoi, and uh, some couple even ran down and got their pre-wedding photographs taken in right, amongst all these players that, uh, and stuff. Absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant scenes, brilliant for the fans, brilliant for football. For me, the winners are definitely Southeast Asian football. okay, And Vietnam in particular, but yeah.
1: Uh, For me, I'm going to go with K-League itself. They've obviously changed the names this week. It's been universally well received. So finally, marketing-wise, they've done something right and got people talking and got people, got some praise. So there we go. Uh, Loser of the week? Uh, Loser of the week,
0: A-League. A-League. And not just because Brisbane Roar crashed out of, of, of the ACL, but because their whole image in itself must surely have been tarnished with that ridiculous sticking on of numbers. And um, this is a, this is, I mean, if, if that was the, if that was a Filipino team, you would have footballing snobs yeah. coming out and saying, oh, these poor Southeast Asian countries have no right being in a, in a, in a signature tournament. This is Australia. This is the A-League. One of their teams won it not not that long ago. I mean, come on. Why is the A-League... Why is any team sticking numbers on the back of their shirts with, like, sell a tape? At least you use invisible tape. So no-one sees it, right? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So,
1: for me, the whole image of the A-League is the the loser of the week. It's hard to disagree with that, to be honest. Uh, I can't really come up with anything else. Okay. So... I'll, I'll agree with you for once. That That is for once. That which makes it. me the loser of the week. Yeah, but I suppose you we say that, which means there is no outro then, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because if we agree on that, we can't agree on anything else. I thought the outro is obvious. Um, maybe obvious to you who have who've had longer to think about it than me, but... I've had a minute to think about
1: it since <laughs> you mentioned it. <laughs> so the loser of the week is...
0: Oh, sorry, Dave. The, <laughs> the outro is...
1: Mark, we've been doing this for... Uh, three years now yep just know I'm never going to give you up I'm never going to let you down so don't stop me falling